That was a good first appearance in practice. You're not hired yet, but we'll work on it. Good morning, Ali. Good morning. Everybody, thanks for coming out. Happy Sunday. Wasn't Easter good last week? Oh man, that was good, huh? If you'd like to go back and listen to our Easter message, I listened to it three times. I heard Galen sing three times. It was a blessing. And um, I encourage you to do it. It's saved on Facebook forever, hopefully. So just check out our Easter service. It was a good one. Amen. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered. You're right here in our midst. I thank you for a fresh word in season. Let it go forth unchecked and unhindered from any outside force, care, or distraction of any single kind. We give you all the praises for eyes to see and ears to hear, for a fresh spirit of wisdom and revelation that dwells deep within us through the Holy Ghost. And we thank you for opening up the scriptures to us today. We give you all the praises for doing that. If you agree with it, say amen. 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 Well, good morning. Hallelujah. I'm going to endeavor to make it through the book of Philippians. If you'd like to turn to Philippians with me. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. <laughs> I forgot what Pastor Art's uh, analogy was. Remember that, Mo? What he said? Oh, General Electric Power Company. That's it. G-E-P-C. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. That's how Pastor Art memorized it. Wow. Amen. So the book of Philippians, and this has been in the me and Clarissa's spirit for months now, and the spirit's good like that, amen? We have a spirit of unity in us, praise God. So we're usually on the same page at the same time. And the devil doesn't want us to know that because we're better together, amen? But she was reading Philippians, and it, it happens all the time. She's in a book, and I'm in a book, and I say, what you reading? And she's reading the same thing I'm reading. She asks, what you reading? And I'm reading the same thing she's reading. So praise God, the Holy Ghost keeps us all on the same page, amen? But the book of Philippians has been in our heart. There is more joy in this book mentioned than any other book in the Bible. And Paul wrote the book of Philippians under the, some of the worst conditions and in prison. The prison in that day, scholars say, was under the castle, under the Samuel, smiling at me. Oh, my Lord, help me get through this service. He can't sit there. He's just always... <laughs> How am I supposed to preach like that? <laughs> I love you. The, the word joy, or for, a form of joy, rejoice included, is mentioned 19 times in this book, more than any other book. And again, Paul wrote this in some of the most adverse circumstances of his life in prison. Scholars say sewage, it was underground, under the city, this, this prison. Scholars say sewage was at times up to his neck, in shackles and in chains. And he wrote the book of Philippians to us, to the church of Philippi, in those circumstances and condition. And I just love how the, book, the word joy is in it more than any other book. So if you think you've had a bad day, <laughs> just read the book of Philippians and rejoice, amen? This is the circumstances Paul was in when he gave us this masterpiece, this book of Philippians to the Philippi church in Philippi. Praise God forever. Amen. So let's start here in Philippians 1. And again, I'm going to endeavor through, through the next couple of weeks to make it through this book. It's such a quintessential book to have. The spirit of joy is in this book. Amen. If you need uplifting, I go to this book. Amen. Praise God forever. It says, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ. Christ was not Jesus' last name. That word Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. So you have to know how to translate it when it's mentioned. The Jesus Christ, the anointed one and his anointing here. To all the saints, that word saint means sent one. Say, I'm a sent one. So the moment you got born again, a new spirit came into your body. Now you were sent from heaven. Amen? Amen? So you're on assignment. Say, I'm on assignment. I'm on assignment. We're all sent ones. To all the saints, not to the ain'ts, just the saints. Yeah. <laughs> this is just for us. He's writing to the church here. Amen? Yeah. 
to all the saints in, say in, in, in Christ Jesus, you're forever seated in him, who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, overseers, even ushers, even of the church. Grace or favor to you. Amen. You can meditate verse 2 and get blessed. Amen. All day, today, all week, all month. Amen. Amen. Grace to you, Paul says. The Holy Spirit says, God the Father and Jesus the Son say to you today, grace to you, favor to you, and peace, shalom, prosperity. Nothing missing, nothing broken. You can have finances come in just meditating that verse. Peace to you, favor to you, prosperity to you now from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, Paul always prayed for his partners, making requests for you all with joy. There's the first joy. With joy, he prays. Paul always prayed with joy, making requests of you all with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel. Notice that it's the fellowship in the good news gospel means, not the fellowship in the world's media. Not the fellowship in the world stuff. Not the fellowship in Fox or CNN or the news. It's the fellowship in the gospel. That would br that's what brings true fellowship to the body of Christ. The good news, from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ's return. So he's working in you now and he's working in you mightily. And he'll never stop working. Jesus said, my father is always working. Yes. So he's working in you. Even if sometimes you work against him, he's still working in you. Amen. You're in covenant with almighty God now through his son. A good work, he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, his second return. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains in prison and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, the good news. You all are partakers. I like to say it with a southern draw. Paul taker. I'm a partaker of Paul's grace. Amen. Through his letters. And you can be too. A partaker of Paul's grace. The favor that was on Paul's life, if you live in his letters, will come upon your life. Amen. Amen. So I'm Paul taker. Say it with me. I'm a Paul taker. <laughs> there we go. Get your Paula Dean on. <laughs> you all are partakers with me of grace. Favor. That word grace is favor. My God, for God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. Jesus is real affectionate. He wept, he cried, he laughed, he sang, he's filled with affection. Amen? Whenever you hear the voice of Jesus, it will always be accompanied with affection. Affection. It's just who he is. Love just soothes out of him. Amen? It's just Jesus. The voice of the Father is the still small voice. The voice of the Holy Spirit is a pure voice. The voice of Jesus is love himself, compassion himself, affection himself. Always gave everyone he went a word and a touch. Jesus was a toucher. Jesus was a hugger, amen? You need a hug today, he's in your midst. Praise God. Just hug someone sitting next to you because Jesus is in them too. Praise God forever. The world needs hugs, especially after COVID, amen? Have you realized, have you seen that in public? Have you ever gone around touching people or saying, hey, high fives? Some people are like, don't touch me. The other is like, <laughs> it's pity pity. Mezzo, mezzo. Amen. Some need hugs. Some are still scared. Wait, whatever. They'll, get, they'll come around. Amen. We just keep loving on them. Praise God. <laughs> and this I pray, verse 9, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense 
till the day of Christ. So Paul's prayer for us, the church, is that we abound more and more in love and stay farther and farther away from offense and the offense of the world. Amen? Without offense, till the day of Christ, till he comes again. That's every day without offense, that we can live offense-free and just get off the fence and into the kingdom. Amen? Just live in the blessing. Live in him. Live in the fullness of his love. Being filled. So that's be being filled. That's a constant filling. God never sleeps, remember? Being filled with all the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, to the glory and praise of God. So you being filled brings glory and praise to God. But I want you to know, brethren and sisters, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. The imprisonments, the tumults, the adversities, the circumstances, Paul says, have actually turned out for me for the furtherance of the good news. And that's what they'll do for every child of God. Amen? All your adversity is setting you up. Every setback is a setup for your divine destiny in Him. Amen? He works all things together for His good, for those who love Him and hold His purpose firm. Amen? Amen. Praise God. For the furtherance of the gospel. So though men thought they could imprison and chain up Paul and prevent the gospel from being spread, God had other plans for his man. You can't chain up God. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. He is the chain breaker himself. Amen. If you can't put God in a box, they can't put you in a box. Amen. We see that through Paul's life, Joseph's life, anyone who was thrown in prison, we see escape. That's why God ain't going to leave you here during a seven-year tribulation. He's your deliverer, amen? <laughs> Praise God forever. <laughs> That's just who God is. We see that from Genesis to Revelation. God sets his people free, and he is called our deliverer. Amen? Praise Jesus. They turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard in that palace, and to all the rest that my chains or imprisonment are in Christ. Meaning everyone knew why he was in prison. He was in prison for preaching the gospel. He wasn't a felon. He wasn't a murderer. He was a preacher of the good news, and this is why he was in prison. And everyone in the palace guard and everyone around him knew why he was there. For Christ. For preaching the good news. Well, that's got to spur favor from some. Amen? Amen. Praise God. This guy's done nothing wrong. He's just spreading good news. Oh, I'm going to bless him. How many of you think some of the guards blessed him? Remember when him and... Silas were in prison. They, they turned that prison into a church. And that guard became a pastor. That's proven. Amen. The first prison church. Amen. So God's famous at turning darkness into light. And your adverse circumstances into his benefit. And yours. Amen. So just stay with him until you get delivered. Amen. Until you get your breakthrough. Because it's coming. He's the breakthrough master. Amen. He is the chain breaker. <laughs> that my chains are in Christ and most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Remember, we're commissioned to speak it in love, not fear. But all these people, all the church are now emboldened and empowered and confident because someone's doing the job. So they see Paul doing the job, they're in prison. Hey, oh, I'm going to be just like him. I'm going to do it too. Amen. Empowered. Why were they empowered? Because they saw Paul delivered from prison each and every time. Three times we have a count of in the scriptures. Paul was shackled in and chains and imprisoned. Every one he was delivered out of. Not one time, God left him. Amen? 
God didn't leave Joseph in the pit. Amen. He's our deliverer. Praise God. And he delivers. Amen. And he's always on time. If you don't have the strength, you just rest in him because he's coming. Praise God forever. Verse 15 said, Some indeed preach Christ, the anointed one, even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill of the heart. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter, out of love, preaching the word in love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. I would say we are as well as Christians. We are appointed for the defense of the good news. We defend the good news, the truth, not the bad news. Amen? We are defenders of the good news, the truth. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. The word's still getting out about Jesus, the Messiah. And in this I rejoice. Yes, and will rejoice. You see here, Paul was a rejoicer. We see that all throughout his lover, all throughout his imprisonments, Paul was a rejoicer. Amen? That word rejoice just simply means stir up the joy that's already in you. Rejoy. So turn up the joy that's in you. It's a fruit of your spirit now. Love, joy, peace. It's the second fruit. So if you're walking in his commandment of love, joy will always be present with you in your life. Peace will always be present with you in your life. Self-control, Samuel, will always be present with you in your life. <laughs> See, he's in the fruit right now. Look at that. <laughs> new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Amen. So if you're walking in love, you'll always walk in joy and peace as well. And all the fruits of the Spirit. It's just who you are. That's your eternal fruit for all time. Praise God forever. Paul rejoices in this. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. Paul knew it. I knew that this imprisonment will also turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. According to my earnest expectation, Paul was an expector, Paul lived by faith, and hoped that in nothing I shall be ashamed. Will you say that with me? In nothing I will be ashamed. Joel talks a lot about that too. In nothing you shall be put to shame. No shame to the body of Christ. Amen? You're his righteousness forever. But with all boldness, say all boldness, as always, this is Paul's confession, always operating in boldness, as always, so now also Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing, will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. He didn't care. <laughs> Christ is going to get magnified either way. If I die, he's probably just going to raise me up and he's going to get credit for that too. But if I live, he's going to get credit for my deliverance. So Christ wins either way. Do what you want with me. Christ wins. That settles it. You lose. <laughs> Amen? Praise God. That's how we should be. He gets all the credit and the glory. Amen? For every breakthrough, every blessing, every healing, Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the provider. Jesus is the deliverer. Jesus is our Savior. He gets all the credit forever. That's why we're here, because of Him. Amen? With all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, the anointing, and to die is gain. So on the other side of this flesh is paradise. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What a place. He can't keep smiling at me. <laughs> look, dude, I'm going to look over here. <laughs> but if I live on in my flesh, can you get that verse right here? He talks like David here. If I live on in my flesh, Paul knew he's a spirit, right? 
if I, he's saying I, live on in my body, he knew he wasn't his body. He knew he was the man occupying his body, just like you and me should. See, Jesus had to learn to be human. We have to learn to be spirit. Amen. 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 Paul's speaking about his true self here. If I live on in my flesh, in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. I'm undecided here. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with the anointed one himself, which is far better face-to-face. Who he's serving, he now gets to be with. (coughs) Who he's committed himself as a bondservant, now he gets to be with and serve face-to-face. You know, he's just training on earth for his servitude in heaven to serve the master there. Amen. And having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, verse 24, nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you, the church, he said. Praise God he kept going because he gave us more writings and letters. Amen. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all. He knew this in prison. He knew this. And shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. Faith brings joy. If you're living by faith, you should always have joy. And joy of faith. The just shall live by faith, which means they're going to be living in joy too. The joy of faith. Again, Paul had joy in prison. Where can we have joy? (laughs) In the bank? In the grocery store? And that's easy compared to where he was. Amen. Faith and joy. Faith and joy go hand in hand. Amen. What verse did I leave off on? Yeah. 27. There it is. 25. The joy of faith. Verse 26. That your rejoicing for me may be more abundant. Your rejoicing is going to increase. May be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again, giving you the gospel, giving you truth, giving you the word himself. Only let your conduct, your conduct, your behavior, your actions, how you conduct your body, your life in this life, let your conduct be worthy of the good news of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you may stand fast in one spirit. That's not referring to marriage, marital affairs. It's referring to just all your life's affairs. Amen. God's against affairs. In marriage, sometimes you got to preach that to people. Have you seen that in the church? There's some nuts out there, amen. <laughs> some granola Christians, I mentioned that before, comprised of flakes, fruits, and nuts. <laughs> Scratch that, we just edit that. <laughs> so he's telling us here let your conduct be known to the world, that you don't shame the gospel of Christ, amen. Don't live in sin. I've placed you over it. I've given you dominion over it, every addiction, every disease, everything known to man, every chronic condition, every chronic illness. You know, let your conduct be worthy of God. So that when they look at you, they see me. And that they'll be drawn to you and be drawn to me in you and the gospel in which you preach. Praise God forever. That's a big one in the church today. We see mega churches falling, pastors falling, ministers failing and falling because of their conduct. And I would argue it's never been preached like it should. That's why I was always drawn to the message of faith, the word of faith, because I saw those men of old, Terry Mice, Pastor Art Aragon, Pastor Mike Webb, living it. 
I saw them living right. And that was I was drawn to their integrity, their character, how they dealt with the affairs in this life, justly and uprightly. That's why I was drawn to the word of faith. That's why we preach the word of faith. That's why Paul preached the word of faith. He said we preach. Amen. So it's about living right. You can't preach Christ and just live like a heathen. Where's the credit? You got no credit. You got no street cred. Amen. <laughs> They're looking for results. They're looking for examples. Amen. Praise God. Jesus is our sample son, our example, who lived as we should. So we can follow him. Praise Jesus forever. Only let your conduct be worthy of the good news of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified, oh, I love this verse, verse 28, not in any way terrified by your adversaries. That includes man and demon. By your adversary. Not in any way terrified. You ain't going to be terrified at terrorists. And in any that's a commandment. Not in any way terrified. Just don't be scared. <laughs> Just drink your bottle. Just take the word of the milk of the word. <laughs> Which is to them, your adversaries, a proof of death. Perdition to them. But to you of salvation. If someone don't see you're scared of death. To them, he's saying that's a sign that they're still afraid of death. And to you for salvation. They'll see that you live forever in him. And want to be a part of it. <laughs> but to them, it's a proof of death. But to you of salvation. And that from God. Again, not being terrified by any adversary. For to you, it has been granted on behalf of Christ, the anointed one. Not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. I looked that word up in Greek, that word suffer. Know what it means? Suffer. <laughs> it really means ill, treat, Ill treatment. It just sucks. Has anyone been treated ill by others? That's what it means here. Paul was treated illy by the world. They cast him in prison. Jesus was treated illy by the world. Amen? They cast him in prison. Hung him on a cross. So he's telling us how to overcome these things. By keeping your joy alive, by keeping your faith alive, and your deliverer, and your expectors up. Amen? You'll suffer, but your light affliction, he said, is just for a moment. Compared to the eternal weight of glory, it's working on your behalf. Praise Jesus. Praise God forever. You know, when the devil tries to put sickness on you, because God doesn't have sickness to work with. We know it's from the devil, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy when the devil puts sickness on you, that usually leads me to draw closer to God and to the scriptures on healing. How about you? Amen. Yes. So this is why it works for us. Why does it work? Because of the word. The sickness isn't working on my behalf, but the word is working on my behalf because it's pushed me closer to him. Amen. Amen. If you're struggling in your finances, I go to over 2,350 verses on prosperity and wealth in the Bible and meditate on those. And that pushes me closer to the scripture so that my faith is built. So the devil is actually perfecting your faith. He's a fallen servant. He was created to serve man. But he fell from that position. So now anything and everything he tries to do works together for our good and benefit. Amen? Praise God forever. You should be prospering more under this administration than you were under Trump. <laughs> he works all things together for his good to those who love him and hold his purpose firm. 
and his government shall be upon his shoulder, and we're the body of Christ. We take his government everywhere we go, that means. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is someone getting something from this message? Amen. He says, in one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. For to you, verse 29, it's been granted on the behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, live by faith, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here is in, and now you hear is in me. And the King James translators put chapter 2 right here, even though the next word is a conjunction, therefore, you know, those English King James translators. I have some English in me, so I, you know, I'm not a critic. But the King James translators were English, and they decided to put a chapter right in the conjunction here. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the T. You know. <laughs> tea can make people weird. <laughs> it's the caffeine and the sugar combined. We in America don't drink tea. We drink coffee. That's why we're just nuts. <laughs> the tea drinkers did this to us. <laughs> therefore, if you see a therefore, ask what it's there for. If there is any consolation in Christ the Anointed One, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit... If any affection and mercy, act of grace, fulfill my joy by being like-minded with me, having the same love, being of one accord, not a Honda Accord, one accord, of one mind, <laughs> let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Oh, this is hard. We will, this is hard. If I don't like this, I receive it. <laughs> let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Nothing. Nothing or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. You know what the Lord told me as I was reading this this morning? He said, always look up to others, not down on others, that means. Always look up to others. Everyone here, I look up to you. You're prized, you're privileged, you're a saint of God. Every hair on your head's numbered. No one will ever have your thumbprint. You're uniquely and wonderfully made. I look up to you. God looks up to you. Looked up to his son. He exalted his son, it says, above himself. Think about that. God's greatest desire is to bless you today. He looks up to you. We look up to him. It's an honor system. Amen. We're in an honor system. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. Paul is the one who also said, I become all things to all men. That doesn't mean he started doing drugs to win drug addicts or became an alcoholic to win alcohol, alcoholics. Amen? Now, there's nothing wrong without, with going into a drug house and getting people saved and born again. There's nothing wrong with going into a bar and getting people born again. Like Jerry Savelle used to do, he just sat outside the bars when he started his ministry, and when people would come out drunk and stupid, he'd just lay hands on them, get them saved, get them filled with the Holy Ghost, and get them healed. Amen? That's what he's saying. I become all things to all men. Paul is saying, I change my style of speech to win all men. To the Greeks, he said, I became a Greek. Scholarly. I used knowledge. I used wisdom to win the Greeks. And to the Jews, I became a Jew. I just tied it off all the Old Testament, tied it into Jesus, he says. He became all things to all men. Didn't sin. Didn't change his lifestyle or conduct. But he changed his message to fit those people to draw him in. Amen? We have the whole Bible to work with. Praise God. 
to win souls, to win someone to Christ. Amen? To teach someone. Praise God forever. He said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, get this part, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He's our sample son. We shouldn't consider it robbery or unjust for us to be equal with our father. How many of you have fathers in the house? How many of you have men are men? See, God built you with a father's house, a father's heart, whether you have kids not right now or not. So you're made in the same exact image and likeness of your father. And every good father wants to see his kids exalted. They want to see, he wants to see his kids blessed. Amen? That's just how the father looks on you and me. He wants to see you blessed. He wants to exalt you. He's in the exaltation business. Not in the lowly, you're a worm. That's the devil, man. That's condemnation from the pit of hell. It says in the scriptures, Paul also writes, Fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath, but raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So you're supposed to be lifting them up, not pushing them down. Ever, 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 ever. I want my kids to succeed me. Amen. I want them to do greater things than I did. I want them to be blessed. Amen. I want to leave this earth knowing they're blessed. That's this is the heart of a father. Amen. So he says, let each not of one of you look out for your own interests, but also out for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with his father, but made himself, but, but, made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, Jesus, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. See, again, Jesus had to learn to become a man. We have to learn to be spirits. Amen? But he humbled himself, becoming obedient. That's what humility really does. It obeys. Pride rebels, humility obeys. That's what true humbleness is in the scripture. Heeding to the word and then being a doer of it. That's true humility. Amen? Amen? Pride rebels, humility obeys. To the point of death, even the death of the cross. So he humbled himself. True Bible humility is humbling yourself under the word or the hand of God. Amen. That means getting rid of your false thinking, our false thoughts, our ways of doctrine if they've been off, our ways of doing life if they've been off, because this is our manual for life. Amen. That's true humility, is submitting myself under the word. This is how I choose to live now. I'm a Christian. I'm choosing to live under the word of the living God. This is his hand. I choose to humble myself under your hand. And all those who humble himself shall be exalted, the scripture provinces you. So Jesus was obedient to the point of death through humility, even the death of the cross. Therefore, this is a big therefore. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. Through his humility and obedience, God exalts. Through your humility and obedience, God will exalt you. Amen. I love what Jesse DePlanis says. I'm, I know I don't have more faith in you, but I may have more obedience. And that's why he lives blessed. More than other Christians, some Christians. Amen? He has more obedience. So if we can just obey Isaiah 119, if you be willing, first willing. Yeah, Lord, I think I'm willing. I get my soul there. I'm willing. And obedient, that's the second half. You'll eat the good of the land. So if you're willing and obedient, you won't be blessed. Amen? And live a blessed life. Blessings come through obeying, which is a sign of humility. Amen. We have a master. We have a commander-in-chief. And his name is Jesus Christ the Lord. And given him the name which is above every name, 
God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, Yahshua, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. Looks like hell's under the earth. Amen. That's why the devil's under your feet. (laughs) And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every confession of your faith in Jesus brings glory to your Father in heaven. I'm healed by his stripes. That brings glory to God. By his stripes I was healed, quoting the scripture. Through his poverty I was made rich. That brings glory to your Father in heaven, who hastens his word to perform it. Amen. He's a faith father. He created everything, not from nothing. It was a big bang, but it wasn't from nothing. It was from faith. God spoke and he saw. He created everything, you and me, from faith. He sent his son by faith. Paul said, whatever is not of faith is sin. And the just shall live by, by faith, Paul said, four times. He wanted us to get that. So we live by faith just like God lives by faith. Amen? He believes in you. Do you believe in you? Do you believe in the person sitting next to you? Do we esteem others better than ourselves? I believe in you. You're treasured. God loves you. Go for it. (laughs) Be all the you you can be. Amen? See, some people have to dig deep and get condemnation out of their lives before they hear righteous truth. I know I had to. I had to bury my head in a pillow for a year and a half in L.A. and pray in the Holy Ghost night and day to dig up dirt from man. Sediments, anger, unforgiveness, the past, condemnation of the devil to receive his righteousness. Amen? It's hard to plant new crops on old soil. You got to churn up the dirt like every good farmer. Churn up your soil that's on the inside of you to receive the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. Amen. And praying in the tongues is the greatest gift to do that with. I pray in tongues and sediment leaves. Amen. And my ground, my fertile soil becomes fertile again. So God can plant new revelation and truth in it. Praying in the unknown tongue. Amen. And I know in the beginning of our marriage, the devil came hard against praying in tongues together. If you're married, do you pray in tongues every day together? I didn't get a hand. See? The devil wants you in disunity. Praying in tongues is a powerful gift. Together, as a couple. Amen? You'll let the past be past and your future. You'll start to see your future, a glimpse of your future together. When you pray in tongues together. Amen? What a gift. What a Holy Ghost who works all things together for our good. Did someone get something from this message? Let's all stand and give them praises. Father, we just thank you for a word. We thank you for your trusted word that we can build our lives on it. I pray that this word goes forth unchecked and unhindered, that it enters into our hearts and that we can live it today. Let it not just be a message we hear. Let it be truth that we do. We give you all the praises for your Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. We give you praises for this life manual you've given to us. Let us use it on a daily basis to kill the devil, to keep him under our feet, to keep sickness at bay, poverty at bay, lack at bay. Let us use our weapon of warfare, our sword of the Spirit, the living Word of God, to overcome all the devil's attacks, because we do have an adversary on this earth until we leave it. Thank you, Lord, that we've overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony, and that we live by faith and not by sight, 
We walk by faith and not by sight, for without faith it's impossible to please Him. Thank you, Lord, for giving us faith today, that faith has arisen in this place because Your Word has gone forth. We give You praises that we're leaving more boldened, more empowered, more filled with the Spirit, more filled in faith for this week to minister to a lost, dying, cruel nation. Father, we give You all the praises for them. We can intercede on their behalf for our government, for all the heathen in the United States. We pray in tongues and intercede for them and draw them to ourselves, draw them to you who lives in us. Thank you, Father. Jesus, you promised us that when you'd been taken up, you would draw all men to yourself. So, Father, draw all men to the church in these last days. A place of refuge, a place of peace, a place of forgiveness and understanding, a place of love and compassion that every member can give a fresh touch because they're the body of Christ. We give you all the glory for doing it. And we charge our angels, our ministering spirits in the name of Jesus to go forth and bring us our sons and daughters, to go forth and bring us those people who are called to us and that we are called to as well. I thank you for divine connections this week, this month and next and this year of 2022, the year of restoration, the year of the open hand of God, and the year of double for your trouble. Thank you, Father, for drawing all men to the Son through us, the body of Christ, the church on earth. Use us this week. Use us with a touch and a word to anyone who needs it. Quicken us and empower us to share good news to a dying world. Thank you, Father, that the only Jesus some people may see is the Jesus in you and the Jesus in me. Use us sweetly this week with a touch and a word in season to all who need it to draw all men into the kingdom of your grace. Thank you, Father. I count it done, for where two or three agree on anything, it shall be done for us. And Holy Spirit, quicken us as you promised us in your word. You're the life-giving, life-breathing spirit. And we thank you for dwelling mightily in us today and coming upon us for service. Thank you for a fresh anointing and a fresh baptism in the Holy Ghost. And if you need healing in your body, just raise your hand to heaven. With every eye closed and every hand raised, whoever needs healing in your body, just raise your hand. Father, we thank you. Jesus, you're alive. I ask that you do that which you did before the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for touching every human, every hand lifted online and in here, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. I thank you for healing every joint, every limb, restoring marrow, restoring cartilage. Thank you, Father God. We take our healing, we take our daily bread, the children's bread as you freely give. I take it by faith with the force of faith that's in me. I take it for my body. I take it for my mind. And I thank you that you're renewing my spirit. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praises and all the glory for it. And if you agree with that, say amen. Amen, amen. amen, amen. Well, praise God. Give God a hand clap, will you? Thank you, Father. Oh, we stir up the joy in us. Father, we rejoice. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. Hallelujah. Amen forever. Well, you may be seated. We like to take up our offering. Praise God. We are believing for a building in the area this year, 2022, double for our trouble, so that we can have weeknight services as well. Because people need it. Hey, if there's a Starbucks on every corner, there should be a church. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So we're believing for our building right here in Laguna Hills. So be in agreement with us, if you will. Father, we just lift that up to you. The more people can get influenced through worship and prayer during the week, more people can gather themselves together through weeknight services. We thank you for our building. We claim it in Jesus' precious name. And you never asked for us to pay for it. You just asked for us to believe for it. 
so thank you for doing it. We set our faith in agreement with you for building your church on earth. Thank you for spreading your kingdom through us. We give you all the praises for doing it. And if you agree with that, say amen. amen. Well, we've started a building fund as well. Um, we've had some contributions to it, and we're just continuing to sow into our building fund. Every tithe we tithe into the church and ministry goes into our building fund that will be untouched for our building. Amen? So I think we've got about eight grand in there right now, and we're believing for more. Amen? And when the Lord says to move, we'll move. Amen? God is so good. God is so faithful. Amen forever. God is so good. Father, we just pray over our tithes and offerings today. If you'd like to give, you can make out a check to Word at the Ranch or online. Just go to ElishaMarkMinistries.com and there's a giving link there if you feel led to partner with us here in South Orange County and spread His kingdom. We pray over every seed. We pray over every offering, Father. We thank you that it comes back to them 30, 60, and 100 fold, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That with the measure they use, it shall be measured back to them again. We bring all our tithes into your storehouse, Father, which is well-pleasing in your sight in your sight and you rebuke the devourer for our sake so he does not steal the abundance and all nations will call the church blessed because they're a tithing church i thank you father for it i thank you for instituting the tithe in abraham and in the garden to adam thank you lord that the tithe is meant to bless us and you so we do this as an act of honor and worship we tithe our tithes to you in offerings a sweet smelling sacrifice and savor well-pleasing in your sight. We give them over to you, Jesus, our faithful and merciful high priest who ministers them in behalf of the Father to the Father in heaven. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just like that boy with the two loaves and five fish, we give you our offerings and our seeds. Thank you for growing them and multiplying them back to the point of overflow. That we have so much, that we're so blessed, we just have to give to others. <laughs> Thank you, Father for the overflow this year, the year of our harvest. Every seed is accounted for. God is the original Jew and a perfect accountant. He remembers every seed you've ever sown. And your harvest is coming back to you. So we praise you, God, for breakthrough. Those who are believing for new places to live, we set our sights in agreement and faith in agreement with them right now as well. In Jesus' precious name, I thank you for new homes, new businesses, that your people and your church is just springing up right now in this spring of 2022. Thank you for new life. Thank you. You're a family God. Thank you. Give you all the praises. Hallelujah. That he instituted family and the familia of faith. We give you all the glory for it. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Thank you for being with us. Happy Sunday. Have a great weekend. Bye, Samuel. <laughs> See you guys.